Frank Panisha has been good enough to join us uh, from Melbourne Storm, their footy manager. You've got the big game coming up on Anzac Day against the Warriors, uh, the mighty Melbourne Storm at the moment, 6-1 and one to kickstart the season. G'day, Frank. Good morning, KB. This is a, always a fabulous game. It's the biggest game of the year for rugby league in this town. Yeah, outside of finals, it's definitely the biggest game, the biggest crowd we get, and, uh, and a great rivalry between ourselves and the Warriors. And, and also, just explain to our listeners that it's probably one game where the Melbourne Storm fans don't dominate the venue. Yeah, you're right, KB. I mean, usually we dominate 99.9% of all the crowd being the only team in town, obviously, and we get a few travelling supporters from the other uh, the other teams. But this game, it's probably a 70-30 split. There's a big contingent of Warriors supporters uh, that live in Melbourne, and, and a lot make the journey over from, across the ditch, as they say. But do a lot of them also, are they familiar faces as well from, from Storm games? There are. There's, there has been in the past where I've seen the same people wear a Storm jersey 11 times out of the year and then for once a year that suddenly disappears <laughs> and the Warriors jersey comes on which is all good fun but they as they say uh, blood's thicker than water so for one game they go back to their roots and they su- support the New Zealand Warriors The beauty about it of course because uh, we've got uh, the Anzac Day game on as well but uh, after they watch the Bombers and the Pies they can actually go across Amy Park and if you show uh, your AFL ticket you get a 20% discount so you can see two great games Yeah it's, it's been a, a real common thing over the last few years KB where you look around the crowd and you see uh, Essendon and Collingwood jumpers in the crowd, which is uh, quite remarkable. So people make a big day of it. They won't be the only AFL people making the journey across. You've got some visitors this week. We do, Michael. Yeah, we've got uh, Brad Scott and Gavin Brown from North uh, Melbourne Kangaroos uh, coming along and sitting in the box with Craig and, and see him at work and also been in the rooms before and during the game. So it's something that we, we do a lot. We host a lot of the AFL clubs uh, during the season. Uh, with their coaching staff, and and we're very fortunate enough they uh, you know the the uh, they offers reciprocal, and we also go to their place. When we uh, have a look at uh, talking about the coaching boxes, you, you've seen the AFL coaching boxes. They need about two coaching boxes. <laughs> There's about twenty people involved with all stats and computers and assistant coaches. But every time they flash up to Craig Bellamy, it seems like there's Craig there, and he's probably got one sidekick. <laughs> How many people are in the box? Not, there not many, league? actually. There's uh, Craig and his two assistants, and he's uh, usually has one person doing the stats and, and looking at a video of the game. But but Craig keeps things simple at best, and then it is probably keep we keep it more simple than most NRL clubs, to be honest with you. Uh, we don't overcomplicate things; just keeps it as simple as you possibly get. And um, yeah, we just leave it at that. But you've been in AFL boxes as well. How how different are they in how they operate during a game, as far as the information they're getting and, and you know, the input from different coaches and the, and the stats, they have those boards where they start flashing if someone's got too many p- possessions and head-to-heads and all that. Do you have that sort of technology working? We do, not to the same extent as the AFL. That's probably one thing we've noticed is the the vast, um, more stats involved during a game than in our game. We probably keep our stats, uh, just some key stats that Craig wants, completion rates. He might look at a particular play, how much work he's doing. Uh, the fact that we can only make eight, uh, interchanges during a game is a big factor. So oh, Kevin. most most of most great, of our most great? of our information has to do with who comes off, off and when because we only got those eight. So you got to get it right. Because fatigue factor is very important, isn't it? In in rugby league, in any sport, fatigue factor is very important because what they found in rugby league when they had more interchange that they believe that the game wasn't as good. Totally correct. I think the the the, the theory was the athlete was taking over the game. KB and the football has come back with the reduced numbers. So and you know, and the players like Cameron Smith just are in their element when players get fatigued and uh, and that's when they're at their best. So now we're a big believer. I think eight's the right number. There was a push to get it down to six, but with the concussion rules, I think I think eight's the number we're going to stick to.
Gee, oh, look, his face is just lit up. Six. <laughs> see, they, they believe fatigue is part of sport, you see, the fact that... And they were having all these big guys coming off the bench after resting up, coming on, weren't they, running at full pace and just crunching people and crunching people, take him off, rest him, bring him on, crunch, crunch, crunch. But now that he has to stay on the ground, he gets fatigued and he can't actually get there with the same pace. Is that right, Frank? Yeah, he has. I think I've, I think I've hit a raw nerve here. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> but it's rugby league. They, they're like the Black Knight. No, it's just a flesh wound. I'll keep going. <laughs> they are tough. Yeah. They but putting tough. aside the event, how significant for where your season is right now is this game? It's very important. I mean, we had a great start 6-1, and one, and obviously 7-1 and one would be better than 6-2. and two. And I think the reason it's important for us always to start well we're only a few weeks away from the origin period, and that middle part of the season is a draining period on, on, on the club with uh, losing our players to origin and uh, and being away from the club for so long. And, and over the years, we, we've dropped a few games in origin. The big difference last year, we only dropped one game during origin. That's why we had such a phenomenal year. But it's important to start the season on a good note, and, and this is a big one for us in terms of getting another win. Does it change how you manage your, your players leading up to and around origin, knowing that you're going to lose such a chunk of your team? Yeah, actually, we had a meeting yesterday, Michael, in terms of the elite players have got a pretty tough schedule the next few weeks. We've got a Tuesday night game, um, which is Anzac Day. You can't do anything about that. Then we have a five-day turnaround in St George, who are co-leaders of the competition on the Sunday. And then we have our rep weekend, so uh, Cameron Smith... Um, Cooper Cronk, Jess Bromwich will be playing on the Friday night after that St George game. So they have three games in less than about 10 days. So um, it's how we manage them over the next few days, how we manage just after that is going to be important for, for the rest of the year. I noticed that Craig Bellamy, Frank Panisius, joined as footy manager for, for Melbourne Storm last week. Uh, the start was fantastic. He had about four tries in about 17 minutes. You're probably starting to think uh, record scores here. Then all of a sudden, the defence fell apart. He wasn't very happy after the game. In fact, the, the whole side fell apart. 30-26 in the end, lucky to win. Yeah, we were lucky to win. That's uh, that's a true comment, KB. It was a remarkable game. The first six games of the year, our defence has been fantastic. Even in the only loss we had to the Sharks, we defended really well. Uh, it's been a highlight. That was uh, a great uh, game of defence because it was. the Sharks put, put you under so much pressure. I watched that game and you kept thinking, you know, the Sharks are going to score, they're going to score, they're going to score. They just held them out so long. And we'd only conceded 58 points in the first six games. So our defence has been outstanding. Our, our attacks what needed work. And all last week we spoke about completing, not dropping as much ball. And uh, you wouldn't believe it, our attack was fantastic the first 30 minutes, but we just kept leaking tries. So you fix one thing up, but uh, the other thing leaks. So hopefully this week we get both our attack and defence against a team that is starting to come good. They're, they're looking dangerous. Now, Suliasi Vinivalu, I was saying to Michael early on that you told us a story. Maybe it was when they had State of Orange. I'm not quite certain how he got a game, but somehow you had to play him one week when you didn't think he was anywhere near good enough to play and then went on to be a try-scoring star. And I know he's got another six this season, scored two again last week, thank God for that. But he's jumping up and he's taking marks like Israel Folau. I mean, he'll, he'll get picked up by an AFL club. He'll be grabbed by Greater Western Sydney. Someone like that will grab him. It is. It, just like it was for Israel Folau, when we were looking for a try, uh, Cooper Cronk would put the ball up high in, in the right-hand corner and, and Izzy used to go up and uh, would just grab a try when we needed one. It's starting to head like that too. There's probably times in game where we're uh, scratching to score a try and the, the message gets out, put it up high in the air on the right-hand side and there's a good chance Sully's going to go above the pack and, and score. That was a remarkable try again by Sully last Saturday.
So Munster's uh, he's back. He came off the bench last week, so he'd be better for the run. And Jesse Bromwich also returned against Manly. So at the moment, it appears to me that uh, and Will Chambers uh, also coming back. Looks like we've got a full squad. All but Tohu Harris, and he's not far away. He's probably a week away, KB. So uh, on Tuesday night, we've got basically our best team, which is the our strongest side we've had all season. So uh, that that's a major plus. Well, it's a traditional Anzac Day blockbuster between Melbourne and New Zealand. It's almost here, of course. You can get your tickets from Ticket Tech and don't miss out. Kickoff is at 7 o'clock. It's on Tuesday night at Amy Park. And we do want to just uh, remind people that uh, you can do the double on Anzac Day, which is I'm certain a lot of people do. I know they've rang up and uh, told us in the past. You can head over to Amy Park straight after watching the Bombers and the Pies at the G. And all you have to do is show your AFL ticket at the Amy Park ticket booth and you can receive a 20% discount. And also, uh, I noticed the pre-game this year yeah. at Amy Park, you got the blackout, it's back. Yeah, it was uh, It was on last year. It was It was very special, very moving. Usually players and coaches and officials, we don't notice those things before a game, but even the players commented last year, it was a remarkable uh, ceremony in, in darkness, and uh, it's going to be a, a special occasion again, so I really encourage people to get along, and if nothing else, just come and see the pre-match ceremony. Yeah, uh, well, it was described last year as being the best game day experience in Australia. Frank, good luck uh, against the Mighty Warriors, and uh, we'll catch you next week. Thanks, Gabby. Frank Parisi, uh, footy manager down there at the Melbourne Storm.